0: Welcome to Storyboard, I'm Lars. I'm Meg. We talk about the movies and TV we love, loathe, and can't believe no one's talking about. Today we're highlighting some cozy fall
1: faves. Leaf peeping. Apple cider donuts. Chimney sweeps. Are those still a thing? Bales of hay. Non-grunge flannel. bobbing for apples. Wool sweaters. Squash. <laughs>
0: So we're talking cozy fall favorites. So,
1: uh, I can, uh, do you want to go start? ahead and start it out? Yeah. Okay. So, in I have no order, but my yeah. my top cozy fall favorite Ooh. is "The Trouble with Harry," Alfred Hitchcock, nineteen fifty-five. Talk about Hells of Leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Shirley MacLaine's first uh, film role. Pretty awesome. Basically, this guy, Harry, shows up dead in a town and everyone thinks they're responsible. It's a charming little New England. It's like your picturesque vision of a New England town, like church steeples, little river Mm. running through it. A guy's dead. No one's sad about it, but everyone wants to claim responsibility (laughs) it sounds dark but it's actually a really charming black comedy yeah exactly i was gonna say
0: black comedy it's yeah it's very charming
1: yeah it's um it's got the ideal uh comedy to murder balance that i like (laughs) in my cinematic (laughs) products where you're not really you know the death aspect is kind of just like a throwaway joke where you're like oh this person was horrible (laughs) we're possibly murdered bludgeoned
0: (laughs) Well, if you will take that crisp autumn wind and just, like, let it blow over here, to My uh, pick, which is Housekeeping from 1987. Okay, it's directed by Scottish director Bill Forsyth, who is just, like, I don't know anything about him personally, but just his films are, like, uh, just lovely and hilarious and generous and humane and feel good, but, like, in a a not-a-hallmark way. Um, hey,
1: don't you be impeding hey my <laughs> Hallmark favorites.
0: So, well, the thing is, it's, the one good those, witch. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, he also directed local hero Gregory's Girl. Mm-hmm. It's like all these things that like are probably as well known as the yeah. thing I'm talking about. So it probably won't help anyone. But yeah, so Housekeeping, it stars Christine Lottie and she is uh, the aunt to these two young girls. I believe their mom just died of suicide. And uh, it does have a very light touch, though. So she's basically like this wacky ant that comes in and just watch a trailer online because you'll get the gist of it yeah. like um so there's a little bit of a Grey Gardens vibe you're like are these kids okay <laughs> I'm like <laughs> is, is there some kind of yeah. neglect happening it's like one of those things where like in another in one way it's like oh how charming and she's like kooky they're whatever they're free range children they're free range <laughs> yeah. and then in another like I could see another version of the movie like recut where it's a horror movie oh, and she's just like I like those yeah so um but it's actually it's really cute and charming so if you like a lot of layering a lot of wool layering because I think it's in like the I 50s or 60s. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely check that so out. High waist
1: cuts. That's mm. what I'm looking for. And long skirts. your
0: ankles. Mm.
1: <laughs> Which is very Diane Keaton mood. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so kind of ripping off the idea of dysfunctional living scenarios. <laughs> um, this is kind of tangentially fall, but a lot of it takes place in a kind of fall-wintry mood. The 2000 film... Tilsimmons, which means Together, by Lucas Moodyson. Great name.
0: Moodyson? (laughs) Moodyson. i Son.
1: sorry. sorry. (laughs) I love those Scandinavian last names. They're so descriptive. (laughs) Um, He went on to direct We Are the Best, which is that movie about girls who wanted to form a punk band. Anyway, Together is actually set in a communal house in the 70s, and there's a bunch of adults, there's children, there's... A divorced couple, or one of the women is now identifies as queer, and then one of the adults' sisters moves in um, to escape an abusive husband, and it throws the family dynamics all Mm. off. But it's a really cute satire of kind of socialist. Socials interpersonal dynamics in a communal house, you know, people yeah. who are very progressive, like trying to raise their children the right free range way yeah. and how their personal messiness affects their kids. Yeah. Um, That's definitely a lot
0: like housekeeping
1: for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I think we have a theme here. <laughs> just
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll just say in autumn. my theme I apparently is like white people in a wool blazers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now we you we going down the list, I'm like, we, wait wait we love our pumpkin I'm spice sorry, lattes. It's we it's, love our
1: Taylor Swift. I know. And <laughs> sweater dress. I
0: think Autumn is our season, you know. Like complements our skin tone. The sun has <laughs> gone anymore. away. No. As
1: disgusting vampires are allowed <laughs> yeah. to not boil in the heat. Yeah,
0: we cover our pale skin with wool. Uh. Um, okay, so my next one is an unmarried woman, um, and also um, most of my films are from 1977 or 78. I've just noticed. Um, oh, yeah. So it's from 1978. The These were a great
1: decade for fall.
0: Ooh, definitely. So this is directed by Paul Mazursky. um So Jill Clayburgh. Uh, mm. is an Upper West Side a wife and mother whose husband um is just like, oh, I fell in love with a younger woman. I'm leaving you. And she just has to, like, find her footing and mm-hmm, just, like, find mm-hmm. her whole thing. And there's, like, a little bit of, like, art world. I think I remember, like, the last shot. She's just carrying this, like, giant painting or giant canvas. And, like, the wind is just, like, whooshing by her. I don't know. That's all. <laughs> That's all I got. Just, if you Auto just breezes. want, like, again, like, so many great blouses and skirt
1: sets and, yeah, I'm yeah,
0: definitely. Jill Clayburgh is very autumnal as, like, a person. Yeah, she so, is.
1: Yeah. She got cool tones. <laughs> okay. She's cool autumnal tones. Okay. My next pick is Mystic Pizza. <sighs> so, 1988, Donald Petrie, who went on to Grumpy Old Men and Miss Congeniality. <laughs> a real hit maker. I'm sneaking this one in because it's an early autumn movie. I think it kind of takes place around September, sort of before an academic year starts, it's, it was filmed in New England pretty much right around the leaves changing, you can mm. tell from some various scenes of Julia Robertson. Between Porsche. her, like, hair, you can just, like, you can peek, you can peek, <laughs> you can peep some of those maple leaves. <laughs> uh, so Julia Roberts, Lily Taylor, Annabeth Gish, they're all working at a pizza place in Mystic, Connecticut. They're all Portuguese American girls. I, I yeah. like- yeah, they are, well, not in real. I mean, life. okay, I was, playing, like, I, I was like IRL. I mean not IRL, but like, like trans-European like, <laughs> American. They're playing, yeah. yeah. But More the Portuguese uh, yeah. vibes. Okay. Yes, they're playing. It's a, uh-huh, so uh-huh. there are really big Portuguese American communities uh-huh. in coastal New England. That's like a huge uh-huh. thing. I have a number of friends who are from uh-huh. there who are Portuguese. So it really centers around that kind of culture. Uh-huh. It's very working class and you know, it sounds like it would be Really cheesy post-high school romance, but it really turns a lot of the stereotypes about those kind of rom-coms on their heads. I think mm-hmm. in the end it turns out to be a movie about female friendship and women deciding uh, things for themselves. I love it. Yeah, so it's like a back-to-school back, back to school kind of time period movie.
0: I wanted to work in more like academia, but yeah. um, it just – I don't think it really happened. I got more into capers and film noir as it went along. Yeah. So my next one is The American Friend – 1977, directed by Vim Vendors, mm. and I love so many Vim Vendors movies, and this is based on the Patricia Highsmith novel Ripley's Game, I believe, um, and it stars Bruno Ganz and Dennis Hopper, and it's basically about, like, the art world and, like, forgers and, you know, the assassins that are in the art world, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, you know how that goes. As you,
1: we've experienced yeah, so many times. Yeah, we all have
0: seen those stories in the news. It's basically just gorgeous cinematography, great mood. I love Bruno Gans. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just great.
1: Changing directions entirely. My next pick is a suggestion that my husband, Joel, added because he thinks it's the ultimate fall movie. I would say this is another early fall movie. 1973's Wicker Man. Mm -hmm. Featuring Christopher (laughs) Lee as Lord Summerisle. Nicolas Cage, you mean? I don't understand. (laughs) Yes. So we're going with the 70s version. I feel it's more autumnal. You know, it's just more of an autumn mood. (laughs) I think the looks are a little better, perhaps. Yeah. (laughs) Not the the infamous bees scene. There's no infamous bees scene in this one. Yeah, not as manic. Um, But I just find the whole mashup of, like, the early 1970s England with resurrected pagan traditions very... uh, Appealing. It's a very harvesty type movie. I think it really might be a summer movie, but I'm going to. go Yeah, with, I'm it's gonna, right in those. It's right in that this. transition. Yeah. yeah, you're
0: having to wear a
1: blanket. Like yes, you pull a blanket exactly. onto your bed at night. You're right exactly. at that time. Yeah. Um. But anything about like a like a giant harvest man that you set on fire has a real. Uh,
0: early fall vibe, so. And the, the girls are, or the kids are in school, so. The kids yeah, are, yeah.
1: There's they're something. We'll just <laughs> pretend. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of, unlike the remake with Nickel's Cage, I think the 70s one has a lot of intentional laughs, like it knows, yeah. it knows how sort of arch and saucy it is. Arch. And it has the I love re- it. word "arch." Sorry, just <laughs> really arch sense of humor. Um, there's a great scene where Christopher Lee yells at the sergeant to cut some capers, man, in the parade. And <laughs> I really think about that phrase at least once a month.
0: Well, if you want to cut a caper, um, sorry, segue into my next pick, "Foul Play" from 1978. Again, like probably not actually fall. It's probably mm-hmm. based in summer, but it's hard. It's like I think it's set in California. I just was trying to think of, like, what's just, like, a good um, guilty pleasure Mm feel-good kind of movie. And so um, it's directed by Colin Higgins, who directed 9 to 5. Ooh. ooh, And wrote Harold and Maude. So just kind of get those vibes. And it's got, um, now stay with me, it's got Chevy Chase in it. Ooh. Ooh. But it's like his first movie, I think. But it's got Goldie Hawn, okay. so it's redeemed. Um, and basically she's the world's sexiest librarian. Oh, damn. And I don't really remember how she gets mixed up in this exactly. If she witnessed something, it doesn't matter. Um, and so she's like a witness to something, and then Chevy Chase comes in as a detective. Um, kind of reluctant, like, I don't know if I believe you or whatever. And, of course, they're flirting and all that crap. But, anyway, um, at the all end of it, the whole, junk. all that shit. But the point is, someone's trying to kill the Pope, I think, is the, <laughs> the gist of the plot. It doesn't really matter. And it's just a caper. It's just, like, a yeah, fun romp that. Um,
1: that I just love. It's totally guilty pleasure. So, this is almost a guilty pleasure. But, no, I genuinely like this quite it's earnestly. This. Yeah. Um, and I love this director's earlier movies. So, 1994, Gillian Armstrong, Little Women. Oh, all right. Yeah. Ooh. So, Little Women takes place over a number of years, but a lot of it is over kind of fall and winter. So, I'm mm-hmm. including it here. And it takes place in Concord, Mass. So, again, we've got a New England winter vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely white people layered in wool, but it's much more restrictive <laughs> than your <laughs> 70s layers. And, yeah. yeah. It's definitely got that roasted chestnuts and... You know ciders, kind of putting vibe. hot potato in your pocket to keep your exactly. hand warm,
0: <laughs> like oranges as treat. Yes, the limes,
1: but cakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's the great. So you know Susan Sarandon, Winona Ryder, Claire Danes, Kirsten Dunst is a fabulous Amy, a all. little brat Amy in this. <laughs> all the hits, really, all the nineties. Kristen Bale in another annoying role as Lori the yeah. you know the mm-hmm. tutor friend who. Yeah. All in love with them, um, Joe. Mm. But there's that great line when Winona Ryder's Joe character cuts off her hair and. Kirsten Dunst's character, Amy, is like, oh, no, Joe, you're one beauty. What <laughs> <laughs> a oh, bitch. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> you're one beauty. You're one beauty. Anyway. Like, I think it's probably a great movie about oh, sisters. <laughs> yeah. And the book, it's pretty loyal to the book. There's a remake coming that I shall, I shan't, <laughs> you shan't I say. shall not. <laughs>
0: Um, So my last one is The Late Show from 1977 by Robert Benton, who did a lot of great sort of like neo-noir stuff. He wrote Bonnie and Clyde and What's Mm. Up Docs, so the man can write. Um, So it starts, um, Art Carney is a hard-boiled old coot P.I., and the lovely Lily Tomlin is, like, this great, mm. like, new age, sort of hippie, um, kind of a fashion designer, sort of. I mean, it's in the mix. And she's really flaky, and it's so cute to see their dynamic. And so, basically, it all, it's just like a, they investigate a string of murders. I mean, she's technically the client, but she kind of becomes his, like, assistant. Um, and it all starts when her her cat is kidnapped or cat-napped. I don't know cat-napped, if that's. I cat, think. Cat-napped, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just basically like, if you like Grace and Frankie, it's like a film noir version. Just turn back the clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a prequel. <laughs> prequel to Grace and Frankie. Uh, yeah. Just a couple old coots. It's, it's pretty great.
1: I felt we would be remiss in our cozy fall movie roundup if we did not mention Practical Magic, which looms mm. so large in my adolescent girl Ugh, memories. It's everything. It is everything. I'm actually going to go see it in a, this month with a friend. They're playing <sighs> it on the big screen in town. Cannot later. wait. Well, we'll talk about later. okay. Sorry. I'm like, let's make plans right now. <laughs> We're going to make plans. You all can't come, but yeah. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> um, so... You all know what it is. I mean, uh, no. the director is Griffin Dunn, who appeared <laughs> yeah. in American Werewolf in London. <laughs> so he <laughs> was an actor before he became a producer. And oh director. yeah, he was in
0: After Hours. He's yeah. like the nephew or something of uh, Joan Didion, which is kind oh, of crazy. Yeah. Oh, because he made a documentary about mm-hmm. her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I um, follow him on Instagram. So
1: oh, <laughs> for no big deal. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're just like that big of a Practical Magic fan or Joan Didion. I'm it not sure. He was just which. there, and I was like, all right, I'll follow. Yeah, give it a follow. Uh, it's so it's set. On an island off Massachusetts that is obviously not Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket, because those are a different kind of wasps. <laughs> uh, but it actually was filmed primarily in the San Juan Islands uh, in Washington, my Ooh. home state. Oh. Um, it's got a great turn by Stockard Channing and Diane mm. Weist? Weist. Weist? Wait, Weist? I think it's Weist. 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 Diane Weist. Yeah. That sounds right. Diane mm-hmm. Weist as the aunts, and that is definitely, mm-hmm. like, aspirational yeah. for me. I don't really relate to the Sandra Bullock or Nicole Kidman characters, but those <laughs> yeah, grown aunts. You're in there for the aunts. <laughs> I oh, really and the am. soundtrack.
0: Oh, oh I listened to that like
1: I so. so much. I remember going to Barnes and Noble and like getting a little spell book because I was like, <sighs> I want to be a witch because oh, those aunts I are know. making margaritas it's or whatever they're yeah, exactly. doing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to watch it right now. Take us back.
1: All right, it's time for another round of Pitch Generator. Are you ready? Pause for a Are you ready? Hold for a plus. Are you ready for this? Just drop that. Just imagine that in your mind, Palace. We can't afford that music. So I am leading on this one, and I want to see Michaela Cole. So chewing gum. Lead writer, actor in that. Um, She's also been in Black Mirror. Uh, She's fabulous. She Mm. can do drama or she can do hilarious, raunchy comedy. But I want to see her in an action thriller, a la Ah. La Femme Nikita. Ooh, that's what I'm looking for.
0: I love it. Okay. I don't know if this is really a wrench thrown in here, but um, I was just thinking that Richard Iowati of IT Crowd, Mm -hmm. uh, Submarine, and The Double, um, that he. He needs to come out with another film. I just want to see him Ooh, somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, and I have him as the actor, but then I'm like, and the twist is that he's also going to write and direct. Yes. So the thing is. oh, an action, okay, thriller. action thriller. You know, I
1: think I would love to see her, you know, she's on a motorcycle. She's in Ooh, her like black letters. leather jacket, that opening scene, she pulls off her helmet. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, she's so great at comedy that we don't want her to play it totally serious. Like, yeah. I think there's a real mm-hmm. opportunity for some of the. Kind of a killing, uh.
0: Eve, I always want to say Killing Zoe, Killing Eve kind of vibe. Yeah, like a
1: little bit, you know, and I think he'd be really great at that kind of tone where there's Mm. a little bit of comedy in there, and I think he'd be amazing as her kind of techie yeah. assistant who he's on like he's in the yeah. headset and like mm. hidden in the closet Ooh, yeah, in the van or whatever again <laughs> i think that he would be such a great uh, wingman like yeah. imagine they're like talking on their radios well no they're, they're high-tech they're radios. high-tech whatever <laughs> Wait, this, so, isn't yeah. set. this isn't yeah, this is the old on the days. Days. <laughs> their
0: beepers and their fax machines
1: he pages her he <laughs> has the full keyboard yeah. <laughs> he pages her to let her know the bad yeah. guys are coming but yeah, that's yep. the – I think I love that. She's really mm-hmm. the assassin. She's, like, the, the bad girl with the troubled past. Yeah. She's got gadgets. He gives her those gadgets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, he's in love with her. She's Yeah, and th- there's probably some, like, leading man that I can't think of right now. But I some think there hunk. should be a leading woman. Ooh. Like a romance. Okay. I'm into yeah. it. Like, it's never going to happen, Richard Ayawade. I love you. You're like, yeah, oh, we'll um, see your boyfriend. But yeah. I don't think that's – that's. I don't want that dynamic at Okay, all. okay. I he's want, just there as, like, he's a just friend there and, like, a colleague. He's supportive in the yeah. way that um, Tom Hardy is in Mad Max. There's not, like, a romance dynamic. Uh-huh. I, that's what I prefer. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's there. He's yeah. just, yeah, exactly. Any other?
0: Uh, well, he's already, we got the director and the writer yeah, right there do, with Iwati. Um I think we got a hit.
1: Yeah, I think I we're printing we money. Ooh, and I wanted, maybe, you know what? So many of these take place in some drab European city. Let's set it in Seoul.
0: Okay, right, I was just thinking in London, like, but okay. Oh, no, okay. let's okay. take it somewhere All like right.
1: beautiful, high tech, or Singapore, or something like that, where okay. there's just a lot of like really tight little alleys for her to go Ooh, down yeah. with her motorcycle. I'm really very attached to this okay. on a motorcycle. All ride. right, All <laughs> she's McKinley on that motorcycle. You're gonna have to 24 <laughs> She sleeps on that motorcycle. Yes. Okay. Think we got a hit? I think we've got. I mean, please, Richard, make another movie. You can. <laughs> you can make this happen. You're both British. Just make <laughs> the connection. Yeah.
0: I've got an original pitch for you. Okay. All right. This is all I, my pitches are things I want to exist but I don't want to do the research and make them cuz it's too like much I work. Haven't. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I want someone to do it um and just maybe give me like I don't know some credit and then maybe like throw a bone. I mean throw about, like 10% of your profits. Do <laughs> you remember their profits? Oh, sure.
1: Seven dollar profits. This is
0: for a podcast, so there probably oh. aren't profits. Um give me like a promo code for
1: like a cat's Madness <laughs> or something. I don't know. Give her that
0: square space. Mm, give me that promo, promo code. code. <laughs> okay, so it's called Shelved. Okay. And it's a podcast about why certain movies are like shelved, recut, Ooh. or forced to do reshoots or something like yes. that. So okay, because I was just thinking the other day randomly about That snowman um, movie. Oh. Okay, oh, <laughs> soul. Did you say soulmate? Snow. Oh, <laughs> snowman, it's like, snowman. I do have questions about soul man, which is a guy in, in blackface. But okay. Oh, we oh, have boy. a lot of questions. Oh, got, Why wasn't yeah. it shelved? That's the second yeah, thing. That that's can true. Have. That could be another part of it. It's like yeah, should have shelved it. That's yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, snowman. Oh, the the,
1: the Mr. Fassbender Fassbender policeman. One? Yeah, the um Harry Hole.
0: <sighs> no, is it called with Ma- Michael Fassbender? yeah oh my god i saw that have you seen it it's crazy it's like you forgot to shoot like 20 percent of the movie and Uh, there's like there's
1: weird stuff that happened where they they couldn't there was like some weird like okay well this is a whole
0: other conversation i want to have about like val kilmer and like his health problems and why would you and i think that's was part
1: of it right that they couldn't finish it anyway i'm just that's a whole separate podcast let's
0: put that as an episode because and also that his name is harry hole and i don't care if it's based on a book Nope. <laughs> don't. You gotta, nope.
1: you gotta workshop Rewrite.
0: that. Rewrite. <laughs> workshop that. Okay, so, um, because I was thinking about a movie, um, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, and how it was shelved for like six years, Whoa. and then it was released, and I'm not sure, I just want to know the story yeah. behind that. Um, There's a lot of like famous debacles, like the Fantastic Four saga, about how some people had the rights to it, and they had to hurry up and make a movie, so they made a really crappy movie, oh. and I don't know, I just want to know about that. Um, then there's uh, also Dawn's Plum, which is like, um, it had Leo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire kind of like, I don't know if it was shot pre Titanic, but it was definitely going to be released post Titanic. And it was meant to be a short. And then, like, the guy was like, I'm going to turn this, like, after Titanic, shit, I'm going to turn this into a full length. And Leo was like, uh uh, and like shutting it down. And so, um... Where these are like is so it? S- Will it exactly. show up in the
1: UCLA TV and Film Archive? <laughs> yeah. <someday? laughs>
0: so, I just want to know all the stories behind all yeah. those movies that are, like, shelved or yeah. massively recut or they're just some sort of drama. Um, I mean, it's basically that podcast I recommended before, The Industry with Dan Delgado, and I just want a version that's purely the all the fuck-ups. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I've got fun. a lot of things I want to know about because mm-hmm. I was wondering why they had never done, um... A biopic on Lorraine Hansberry, the writer of Raisin in the Sun, and a lot of other stuff. She was such an interesting person. And then I found out that, like, six years ago, someone said that one of the studios had greenlit a movie about her. And it just, no mention since, like, 2012. It just disappeared. Hmm. I need that podcast. I
0: want to know, yeah, about, like, things that were in development and then why they went away. I mean, I know some things you probably can't say because of, like, NDAs or something. But I don't know. I want the I want the gauze. This is the the straight dope. Yeah. Well, Meg, do you have any uh, recommendations or anything you're looking forward to watching?
1: Yes. So, the number one recommendation is Shirkers. It just came out. Uh, director is Sandy Tan. It's on Netflix. And I don't want to say too much about it. I just want you to watch it so we can talk about <laughs> it on a future episode. So everybody watch it. Okay. And then we'll reconvene. And, yeah. Shirkers, Sandy Tan, Netflix. Uh, and my other recommendation is actually not a movie or show. It's a movie-adjacent piece of art. Uh, so a friend uh, introduced me to the work of a Chicago-based artist named Deb Sokolo. So, Maya, if you're listening, thank you for the tip. <laughs> uh, so, Deb Sokolow creates these really school projecty, y diagram-y um, art books and mixed media projects. There's a lot of pencil, manila folders, there's collage, there's drawings. And uh, she takes on different sort of semi-historical topics. And she has a 2014 piece called uh, A Comparative Analysis of Sex Scenes from Three Mainstream Movies with suggestions on how they could do better.
0: And in the piece,
1: she breaks down scenes from Top Gun, Brokeback Mountain, and Risky Business. So you see a common thread there. There's two Tom Cruise <laughs> movies. He has lackluster sex scenes, is Boy, what he's we're... dead behind the eyes. Whatever. Is what, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um... If you find diagrams as pleasing as I do, like, that kind of breakdown. (laughs) It's
0: erotic. It
1: really is. (laughs) It's such a treat. I will uh, drop the link in the episode notes. I think it's actually a really good segment idea, just analyzing a sex scene and coming up with some suggestions of what they could do to make it sexier or just not as awkward and terrible. Um, It's a really delightful piece of art that if if you're like me and you always have your own... Your own additions or modifications of script doctrine you want to do, it's a real, it's a real treat. What about you? So my recommendations, well, some of these are things I look forward
0: to. I kind of am basically doing the Arkansas edition because I'm originally from Arkansas. Ooh. So um, there's a podcast. It's a true crime podcast called Hell and Gone. So it took me a second with the title. I was like, oh, it's like Hell and Back. Hell mm-hmm. and Gone. Okay. Um, over to she's been to she, they're over in hell and gone hell and gone yeah uh, whatever yeah so hell an and gone um and it's um it's just funny because it's set in my hometown a very small town Mountain View Arkansas and um it's hosted by Katherine Townsend who is uh, apparently a sex columnist and investigative journalist.
1: And it's just like a Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> with a PI
0: license Ooh. or something. I
1: don't know. What, I didn't know that was a job option for me. I would you know, just like to say my career counselor led me astray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a,
0: the polyhyphen that I can get behind. Yeah. Get behind. Um, and so it's about the 2004 Unsolved Murder of Rebecca Gould. So, uh, it's just interesting for me because both of those people in, uh, involved in that, I'm like, Oh, I was a cheerleader with their sister. So Whoa. I'm kind of uh, somewhat not to say meshed, but I'm familiar with uh, those people. Um, why are yeah. you doing this podcast?
1: I know, I mean, right? Uh, okay. gotta get on the case gal detective. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I wish I had the skills. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Helen gone. Um, I don't know, just because if you want to get a glimpse, uh, you know, in the Hurt Locker, that is my origin story. Just have a big old rummage around. That Hurt Locker... A little terrifying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little scary. Um, I'd say, yeah, listen to Helen Gone. Gone. Um, and there are two movies that uh, I'm planning on seeing. One is, and I could be getting the name wrong, uh, Davion, uh, made by Aman Abbasi, who I actually uh, was acquainted with when I lived in Little mm. Rock. And that um, just came out, I believe, last year... And it I think he might have been working with, like, David Gordon Green and that sort oh, of crew yeah. of people. So it definitely has that kind of early uh, David Gordon Green vibe, George Washington sort of feel to it. Um, and it's on Netflix, I believe. And the other one is Then There Was Joe, um, made by Justin Warren. And my mom, actually, of all people, gave me this DVD. And she was oh. like, oh, someone, I don't know if, she, like, she knows the filmmaker's mom or something, but she gave it to me. Oh, that is a classic and, mom movie. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I thought you would like this. like You like movies. You like movies. Uh, so I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the trailer and it looks pretty funny. Oh. So whereas Davion looks a little more like Moonlight vibes. Uh-huh. Um, then there was Joe. It's basically more of a comedy. I'm trying to think okay. of like, a, not exactly Chameleon Street, but a little, it looked like a little lighter. Um, but, and I think they're both like set in Arkansas. So um ba- both uh, made by Arkansas filmmakers. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to all of those Arkansas like treats. I don't know. A little
1: cornucopia of Arkansas delights. mm, Arkansas delights. (laughs) A gift basket from Arkansas. Thanks for joining us. If you have your own uh, sex scene critiques, you can email us at storyboardpod at gmail.com or via Instagram at storyboardpodcast. I mean, let's not get too explicit here. (laughs) Just, you know, keep it actually if you're a man not explicit if you're a lady just like go to town oh we want to hear it. we want to hear your like detailed diagram critique you know draw a diagram scan it in send it to us <laughs> uh and let us know if we can use your name or mention your message on the pod uh i'll put those links in the episode notes and if you like what you're hearing you can leave us a rating and a review uh and you can subscribe to keep up with us